0: New Hope Outreach Ministries Making a Difference by Taking the Gospel From Word to Action And now, today's Message We're going to take a look in the book of Hebrews, that's where we're going to start Off in Hebrews chapter 13 familiar passage of Scripture That you guys are very familiar with And And um, And when you come to church, always pray and say, God, you know what's? Speak to me, Lord. There's something you want me to hear. There's something you want me to know. There's something you want me to understand. Um, Too often time people go to church and they have uh, unrealistic expectation. And what I mean by that, they expect the church to just to... uh, Bless them and help them. And don't, get me on a, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying the church is not there to be a blessing. But don't depend on the church for everything. By the grace of God. Look unto Jesus as an author and finish your of your faith by the grace of God. He's the one, because when all your brothers and all your sisters are at home, at, in the beds at night, and etc., Them problems that you have to deal with, you're going to have to deal with them yourself by the grace of God. You're in God. And that's why it's important to be able to know God for yourself and get a good understanding of him by the grace of God. There's nothing wrong with having a a great service. Great service are wonderful. They're a blessing to us. But don't just let it be just that and that only. Continue to look unto God as the author and finisher of your faith. Amen. This morning, we'll take a look in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 13, then begin to look at verse 8. Um, if you have your Bible, please stand with us reading them God's Word. 13 and verse 8. Very familiar passage of Scripture. It says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and for more, and forever. So Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Then you go over that to Malachi, chapter 3, and verse 6, it said that I am the Lord, and I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed by the grace of God. If God had only changed, if he had changed some of the things, his action and his ways toward them, they would have been consumed. God, will, many of us would have been consumed too if we had to act toward God, if God had acted to act toward us like we act toward him. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for what you're doing and and what you're going to say to us, and we just bless you and just give you all the glory and all the praise. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for leading us and guiding us. And, and directing us this day and continue to teach us and show us things we need to know and continue to reveal to us the things that, that are coming, that are coming our way so we can prepare and be better equipped so when those things come upon us, we'll be ready to be able to deal with them in Jesus' name. We thank you for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise God. Well, we're speaking of a useful subject today, the power of changing now power of changing now. Um, the word now, it's a word that a lot of people don't, don't think highly of or don't pay attention to. But you know, anything that God tells us to do, he always talks about now. He never procrastinate. God is not a procrastinating God. And many times, um, his timing is not always like our time. I don't have it in scripture, but uh, I mean, I didn't write it down for you. But according to Galatians 4 and 4, it said nothing can happen until the fullness of time by the grace of God. So God has a timetable on everything. So don't get confused because things are not happening in your timetable. In your timetable, where you want them to happen and when you want them to happen and and Etc. But God has his own timetable uh, of doing things and when he does it It's always going to be for our best interest by the grace of God and uh, Not only does he have a, a timetable, but God never changes. Look at your neighbor and say change you know when Little things can really come along and change and we we can change. You know the weather calls us to change I mean uh, we can get irritated and cause us to change. And, but there are various changes that we go through as a person. But the Bible says God never changed. He is what? He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. That means regardless of what goes on or whatever, even all this stuff is going on in the world, um, people think God has changed. God has not changed. God is still the same. But what has changed is is mankind has changed. And that's what's causing all the the confusion and misunderstanding because we have changed. And and as an individual, a lot of people need change. When I say need change, they need good change. A lot of people are not changing for the good, but some are changing for the bad. And that's because of choices. But in order for you to change for the better, you must want to change. You must want to seek God. You want to know, want to know God in a great and higher and a higher manner by the grace of God. Now I just go through the motion, but you want to get a chance to really to say, God, look here. I want to know you on a very personal level. It's just like you can have friends in your life, and many of us do have a lot of friends. You can get a chance to know them real personal, or you can get them know them sort of like uh, in a in a friendly manner. In other words, just know of them. But when you get a chance to know them personally, you get a chance to know things about them and understand things about them that you normally wouldn't understand about them by the grace of God. And this is what God wants us to do. He don't want you to, to be afar off. The Bible says God is not a God that's far off, but he's a God at hand. He wants you to come close to him so he can get a chance to show you things that you don't understand, things that are going to help you down the road things that he's going to reveal to you is going to open up some new understanding to you that's going to help you become a better person by the grace of God. You know this whole thing about walking this Christian life is not just becoming just becoming a person but becoming more like him and becoming a better person by the grace of God. And when we can do that, things can change by the grace of God. And the scene the point with it is a lot of people's under this misconception that they have to change. No, you don't have to change. You just submit yourself to God, and He bring forth the change. Because you go to the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter four and verse 19 and 20, when he first called the disciples. In other words, Jesus said unto them, "Come follow me, and I will make you a different kind of fisherman." In other words, a different person. In other words, only thing you got to do now, Is stop fighting, stop putting up resistance, and just do what? Submit and follow me. I'm gonna bring forth the changes in your life or whatever. But what happens in many times when God gets ready to bring forth a change, we don't want to change. When he said change, we want to change when we want to change. And that's why I use the sermon today called the power of changing now. You want to learn how to change now. You want to learn how to stop putting things off into the future and start doing them now. Now's today. Now's the accepted time by the grace of God. Not tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow may bring. Tomorrow Monday's coming. Will we be here or not? Monday's coming. But what you got to do, what we have to do as believers is learn how to say, Lord, what are you doing for me today? What are you telling me today? What are you showing me today? What are you revealing to me today? So to help me to be a better person on tomorrow. But a lot of people are not doing that. They say, well, you know, I do this tomorrow, do that, and whatever. And, and the enemy has worked overtime. He does not like the word now. He hates that word now. Because when you step out, like the scripture said in the book of Hebrews, well, what is faith? He said, now faith not tomorrow faith but now faith right now putting it into practice right now people say well god can't do that." he can do it but we have to get out of this mindset of the teachings we have learned over the years about projecting everything into the future well tomorrow this and tomorrow that or whatever in the situation and you got to remember our timetable is not like god's timetable you heard me say this many times even scripture said that a thousand years to the Lord as a one day. So that means the timing come to him is a whole lot different than it comes when, when, when talking about you. Your timing and his timing can be far apart. And that's why you cannot get in a hurry and rush where God said, well, tomorrow. Well, what is tomorrow? Could it be Wednesday? Could it be Tuesday? Could it be Thursday? When he said tomorrow, it's going to be tomorrow. And whatever that tomorrow may be, that's what it's going to be by the grace of God. And we cannot allow ourselves to get caught up on dates and times and whatever and say, God, I heard what you said, I know what you said, and I just need to act upon what you said now and do it now by the grace of God. Because whenever he brings to pass what he told you to do, if you prepare yourself now, you'll be ready for whatever takes place tomorrow. Whatever may take place, by the grace of God. And when God does something, He don't just play around with it. He does what God does is forever. Ecclesiastic chapter three and verse fourteen, it says this: I know that whatsoever, whatsoever God doeth, it shall be forever. Nothing can be put to it, nor anything taken from it. If God has made a promise to you, have shared some things with you about something going to take place in your life, someone's going to do something for you or whatever the situation may be, a job, opportunity, a gift or whatever, don't worry about the timing. Only thing you got to do is just make sure that you do what he tells you to do to get ready for what he's going to bless you with right now. Because all of a sudden, if, the, if we we're going on a trip, and all of a sudden, uh, the bus is going to show up within the two hours. It does not matter what time the bus show up. If you're ready now, when the bus show up, guess what? You're ready to go. And this is what God is getting us into the frame, um, the frame of mind of thinking about right now. When you're praying for people, when, you, when you're dealing with people, whatever, don't always put them off into the future. But God said, I believe and I know you can save them right now by the grace of God and leave it up to him. If you don't see no change in them the next day, the next week, next month or whatever, that's not your prerogative. That's not up to you. That's up to God by the grace of God. He, he will work it out for you. He knows how to work it out, when to work it out, whatever. And see, and once we have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are a new creation. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. And so the things that you used to do years ago, couldn't do, had problems doing or whatever, you can do those things in Christ now. Because the Bible says you can do all things to Christ, who strengthens you. And you can say now, not tomorrow, if you trust him, And continue to put your um, trust in him. God can do it for you right now. By the grace of God. God is not someone that. um, And that's why sometimes when you look in the scripture. You see why there's some people that was healed immediately. Now. And some people that was healed. But they wasn't healed immediately. But the point of it is. He did it. God did it now. His now is not like your now. And that's why we got to get our now aligned with his now. So we'll be able to say, okay, God, you said do it, I'm going to get ready for it by the grace of God, and I'm going to do it now by the grace of God. And that's why it's so important when you look at the scripture. Um, I like that scripture over there in the book of um, Corinthians 5:17. He said, if any man, any man or any woman be in Christ, they are a new creation, a new creation when? Not tomorrow, not next week, not two months from now. You are a new creation now. And what makes us, what causes us not to be able to ex- realize that and experience that now sensation is that we don't renew our minds. We don't renew our minds. That's why he tells us renew our minds. When? We need to renew our minds now to get our minds in line with this new life that God has given us by the grace of God. That's why a lot of people never change. They don't mean they're not saved. They don't mean if they die, they're not going to heaven but they never experienced the real transformation they need to experience because they haven't renewed their mind now. They'd rather renew their mind with other stuff than versus the word of God. If you renew your mind now with the word, with the word of God and the things of God, you will experience now more things in your life than you can, ever can imagine. But you got to do it now. Can't put it off. How many times have you put things off now, tomorrow, and when tomorrow came around, it was a little bit too late. It was all over with. Either it was too late, it was done away with. And, and you know, I've done this in purchasing items. You go into a store, you see something that you like, you got the money in your hand, in your wallet, on you. You say, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and, and the Holy Spirit is telling you right then and there to go ahead and get it now. And what we have a tendency to do? Well, I'm going to wait until the price drop. I'm waiting until tomorrow. I'm not going to do it now. I'm going to wait until I'm ready to do it. And then when you go back to look for that item, to see if that item is available, still there, guess what? It's gone. Why, because you didn't do it now. You did it when you wanted to do it. And you had the means to do it. That I can say many times when people um, shoplift. So most of the people that shoplift have the money on them that can purchase the item that they're shoplifting. But they don't want to spend that money now. They want to spend that money on something else. And when it happens, it gets them in trouble. Now not only have you lost that money, now, now you, not only you lost the money, now you got to spend that money on courts and lawyers and it depends on the scenario or situation that you're in. And when you could have just took, taken that few bills out of your wallet and or took out that credit card or whatever it may be and said, you know what, I'm going to pay for this right now. And how many times have you seen items you say, well, I want this, but I'm going to substitute it for something else. And you decide and say, well, this is what I'm going to do. I go back and and I'm going to get this because it's a little bit cheaper and less expensive. So you don't do it now. Now you get something less, cost you less, but now you got something you really may or may not want. But what you really want is still in the store. Now, when you get home, you look at it, you try it on. You wear it or whatever it may be. You're still not satisfied. Because guess what? What you should have done when the Holy Spirit said, get this now, you didn't do it now. You decide to do it later. I, I can't count the times have I spent money on things end up with two versus one. And I've learned over years that, you know, we're not doing that anymore. If we want something. By the grace of God, guess what? If I see it now, if I have the means to get it now, I'm gonna do it now. Now I have become a part of my life of doing things, putting, of doing things now. That's why when it comes to it's so important, whenever you speak, speak words and talk to people about various things. That's why if you promise or make a statement to do something, don't put it off. Or you can do it now. How many times you heard people say, well, we're going to pray about this. Let's pray about this situation. We're going to pray. And most of the time, why can't you do it now? But many times we put it off into to the future. We'll do it later. Take a few minutes. Don't nobody really care if you're praying or not praying or whatever. We're more conscious about what people think about us than we are what, they, or what we think about them, Really? They're not even paying us any attention. Matter of fact, a lot of them probably will, will come and join you in prayer themselves by the grace of God. But that's why it's so important as a believer is to understand and say, look, if I can do it now, that means I don't have to worry about tomorrow. If I can help you right now, I don't need to worry about helping you tomorrow because it's a done deal. Same thing with kids. It's the same thing with parents and children and stuff. We we put things off too much as believers and as Christians. We put them off. And because we put them off, we get get into a habit. Look at your neighbor's habit. And we started developing a routine of putting things off into the future when we can do it right now by the grace of God. Psalm um, 33 and verse 11. So the counsel of the Lord is standing sure. Anytime God shares some things with you and lays some things upon your heart that you should do, listen to me, brothers and sisters, you don't want to procrastinate and put that off. You want want to do it and do it now. Because you're not sure, and most of us are not aware of what we're putting off, how it's going to impact us tomorrow, how it's going to change our life tomorrow we don't know i've been you know been in the house many times been out there you know um, just is doing different things around the house and and the holy spirit would tell me say, you know what you need to go check that oil in that car well you know why should i go check the oil in the car that don't make make a lot of sense to me i mean it's not leaking there's no physical evidence and lights are on on the car on the dashboard so why should I go check this car? And most of the time, nine out of ten times, that all is low. When God tell you to do it, He's not going to come in there and say, "Hey, you need to do this." He'll to give you a still small voice. He's going to tell you to do this. How many times you went out and went out to purchase them, going back to purchasing again? And Seeing something that you want again going back to his statement and you put it off Tomorrow's not there if you had just none of what the Holy Spirit told you to do He's giving you the means to do it Only thing we have to do it is just do it now do it now God gonna give you some counsel and that's why when Jesus told the Holy Spirit. He said look and we're telling his disciples He said listen listen to me guys I'm leaving you But I'm not leaving you helpless God never leaves us, leave us helpless. He always give us comfort. Send someone, a friend or somebody. How many times have you been in a situation where you didn't have a clue of what you needed to do or what you should do? And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a stranger will come up and give you some advice and give you some information or something that you really need for that moment to get you past that situation. He does it all the time. But if we don't learn to listen, learn to pay attention to what he's telling us, and put things continue to put things off, we miss God all the time. How many people us have stepped off into eternity because they didn't listen to God and they put things off and didn't do it now? Things are changing with us all the time. And God is getting us ready for the transition from earth to heaven by the grace of God. The transition is already in place. And what he's doing now is getting us prepared to be like him by the grace of God. You don't have to go through all the change. We don't have to go through, as a believer, go through all the changes that people say we have to go through. Only reason we go through a lot of changes and chaos and confusion we go through, because we don't listen. Don't pay attention to God and we have a tendency to put things off now for later. And God tell you what to do. He tell you stop doing something, stop doing something now. Even though it's gonna be very detrimental to us, most of the time we won't do it now. We'll say, I'll wait till tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. (laughs) I get to it tomorrow. And sometimes that can be very, very detrimental to us when we continue to put things off. And, and don't do it now and the thing about God is this he is not changing He's not changing by the grace of God to the point where changing for us When God makes a change it's always for you and I He don't ever change God gonna stay the same Whether you like it or not. He's gonna stay the change. He's gonna stay the same just like when you remember at the in the book of um, John over there at the, at the funeral of Lazarus, at the grave of Lazarus. He could have rolled that stone away. He could have did it. Only thing it was, it was nothing to him. But he told them, said, well, since you guys wanted to move so bad, then move it now. Do it right now. And this is where a lot of people get in trouble because they want God to do it for them. They want God to live the life. They want God to, and then any mistakes come up. It's never their fault. It's always God's fault. Well, the devil, um, the devil gave me a ticket today. No, the devil didn't give you a ticket. When he told you a few weeks ago, when you got past that um, radar, he told you that you need to slow down now. And guess what? You didn't slow down now. So now you got to pay now. So things, he's constantly changing. And as a result of him changing or whatever, he is working with us for us to become more like him. Where the scripture said would we'll be what? Be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. He don't want you to be isolated. He said over in the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter, he said, let us be no more like children, tossed about, to and fro, or whatever. We don't have to be tossed about to and fro if we learn how to listen and learn how to do what he tells us right now by the grace of God. We will not have to be like that. The man at the pool at Bethesda, he had been in that situation for how many years? For 38 years at the pool looking for someone else to do for him the only he could do for himself between him and God. And when, when God told him to pick up his bed and walk, he said, "Do it tomorrow." He gave him an opportunity. That this is your opportunity to change now. Do you want it, or do you want? Do you not want it? It's up to you. And this is what happened to many times with many people. God gave them a chance, an opportunity to change for the better now, but we continue to carry out our activities. We continue to carry out our behavior. We continue to do what we've done in the past and we think that there's not going to be any consequences, but there is. He or she didn't divorce you just because they had probable cause. They probably gave you some opportunity to make some changes now, but guess what? You refuse to make those changes now. You continue to do what you always done. Now you're upset. Now you're angry with the world. You're mad with everybody around you, ready to beat the dog, throw the cat out in the backyard, etc. Guess what? Because you are not willing to... And someone took the time out of their business schedule to talk to you and tell you what you need to do to rectify your behavior. But what we do, we ignored it. We paid no attention because guess what? It's not on our timetable. We did not want to do it now. We want to do it when we want to do it, by the grace of God. And so when we do that, sometimes it can be very, very, very detrimental, by the grace of God. In the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 4 and verse 12, God will work with you, change you, position you, and prepare you. But he's not going to he's not going to change you he's not going to change you he'll work with you he'll give you all the information he can but that you can possibly handle by the grace of god but he's not going to force you he's not going to make you he's not going to twist you on and make you change by the grace of god Look in Exodus chapter 4 and verse 12, it says this. Now, therefore, go, and I will be with thy mouth and teach thee what thou should say. Moses had an opportunity there. Either, either do it now or not do it. And he had already complained to God. He said, God, my ability, I'm inadequate of being able to speak. The way I think I should speak in front of, the, in front of Pharaoh, going upon such powerful king and etc. or whatever, I don't feel like I'm adequate or trained or have the education to be able to do that. And God said, no, guess what? I can fix that problem for you when? Right now. I can fix it for you right now. Say, so, I will be with thy mouth. Well, God needs to be with a whole lot of our mouths. Amen. It keeps us out of a whole lot of trouble. He said, guess what? There's nothing too hard. And see, and that's the thing about God, there's nothing too hard God can't fix. But what the reason why he don't fix and can't fix it, because we're looking in the future. We don't believe that God can do it now. He can change this situation right now. He can change that banking account. He can change that person that you're having a problem on the job with. We don't believe he can change, do that now. We've Many times people come up with this idea that it's impossible. The Bible said, what seems impossible with man is not impossible with God. All things are possible to who? To them that believe. Them that can trust God, they can change. And see, and the devil works overtime. To, to destroy your belief system and get you into doubting and get you into all this nonsense of well, weird thinking and, and, and coming up with all these crazy thoughts and all this stuff. All this is a, is a ploy. A ploy to keep you from really living a, a victorious life for Christ. And then if you get used to doing that stuff when it happens, guess what? It becomes a part of your life. And every time God tell you to do something, you say, well, hey, um, I don't think God would do it. I know he can bless you, but I don't think he can bless me. God is no respected person. Just like he did it for them, he can do it for you by the grace of God. But do you want God to do it for you now? Many of us, if we could change some of our actions, our character, and do it now, Many of our problems will go away. Many of them will go away. But we don't want to do it now. We want to do it when we want to do it. And God told him, going back to Moses, God told Moses, Moses, don't worry about it. I got your mouth, Moses. And then he goes on in the latter part of the verse, and teach thee what thou should say. Now I'm going to be with your mouth. But I'm going to teach you some things that's going to be a benefit to you, and also going to be a benefit to the ones you're going to be speaking to. By the grace of God, it's going to be. In other words, it's going to be a not a win for me and loss for you, but it's going to be a win-win situation. It'll be a win for me and a win for you as well. By the grace of God. See, and this the thing about God. God not always like he, told, like he did, like He did Abraham. When God told Abraham to leave this the, the city uh, of Ur, where he was, the, the land of the Chaldeans or whatever, where nothing was just some, um, Muslims and, and uh, other types of religion that were there, it was just idol worshippers basically, idol worshippers. And God told him, said. If you do this basically if you do this now what am I going to do? I'm going to bless you. If you would just start attending church get into Bible study, start reading your Bible and start praying and start doing it now a lot of your problems at home will go away. It'll change. but know the devil will give us some type of ideas. So you don't need all of those church stuff. You don't need all that stuff to change. God has given you everything you need that pertain to life and godliness for you to change. And if you do it his way and do it now, guess what? Every day will be a holiday and every meal will be a feast. You'll be a happy person. I'm telling you. But if you don't, you will live in misery and blame God, and the devil calls you blame God every day. The reason why my life is so jacked up. See, God never looks at us when he looks at you. He looks at you in such a way that he sees the potential inside of you. He knows what you're capable of. But see, many of us, we're not that smart. We think that we're capable of doing this, that, and the other. That's why people go to school and spend many millions of dollars of going to college and Ivy League college and everything else, and they will really be happy because that's not really for them. Isn't it really easy to ask God, say, God, like Moses, like um, not Moses, but not Moses, but Paul, when God asked Paul, when Paul asked God, say, said, God, what would thou have me to do? Man, you can imagine the money you could save. You ask that question to God, what would you have me to do? God, I'm in love with him and I'm in love with him, and she in love with me. But God would do you want us to get married? And if you do, speak to me now so I can so it can be clear to me. Do you think God will not speak to you? Sure he will. Sure he'll do it. I, I don't like this color car, this is the color car I like and 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 all the other good stuff what a house or whatever, God will tell you, if you listen, pay attention to what he's doing. And too many times we become in perspective where we look internally, look at ourselves, and try to measure ourselves up with the things that we feel that we can accomplish and do in this life. That may, that may be out of your league. That may be too much for you. Just because Sally did it, they don't mean Betty gonna be able to do the same thing. Just using the name for illustration. Two different people. Because see, Sally was willing, you know. Just like when it comes to multi-level marketing, people go all the way up to diamonds and all this good stuff like that, and etc. Which is great by the grace of God, but many people never reach that level because. They're not willing to do what it takes to get to that point. They're not ready to make that sacrifice. <laughs> They're ready to do the minimum and call it a day and forget about it. I say, you know what? This is, this is it. Then you go over that into the book of um, Joshua, um not Josh book of um Judges. Look at um. Gideon. God could change him, could change Gideon, but Gideon can change God. And he thought maybe some of his comments were going to insult God. God can deal with all your insults, all your negative comments. He can deal with them. And that's why the scripture says he's taken the foolish things of the world to confound the wise by the grace of God. So he can, he can work it, he, he knows how to work it. So when he seen Gideon, he said, "Hey, stupid, what you doing? Now, mighty man of valor." And what Gideon did, he allowed God to change him to be like Him. And this is what God is doing for us. He is changing us, not to be who we are or what our birth certificates say we are. He is changing us to be who he say we are, by the grace of God. And this is a struggle for a lot of people. They want to continue to stay the same as they was before they were born again. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. When I say it's not going to happen, it can happen. You can stay the same. But let me put it to you this way. You're going to be one miserable individual if you don't let God change you. Don't let him make the change you want. to make change in your life. And see, in too many times during our lifetime, the enemy comes along, and he sows bad seeds in our lives many times, things that we need to dig out and get rid of now. Have been with us for years. I'll go over in the book of, book of uh, Matthew, Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 and 25, where it talks about that. While they slept, while they did what? Not during the daylights, while they was awake, but while they was asleep, the enemy came and sowed terrors, terror among the wheat. There are seeds inside of us right now. Why is seeds? Unbeliefs, belief systems. Inside of us, that are that are preventing us from stepping out into the things God wants us to do now, because of what somebody else said. You know, uh, I do most. Of you guys know I do gardening. I enjoy doing gardening because you know I watch. I enjoy watching things grow. But um, each year. Um, we have cucumbers and stuff of that uh, uh, of that nature, and whatever. And those cucumbers literally die, dry up. They decay. They rot, so to speak. And when you go out there in the wintertime and look at that ground where it was, there, there are no seeds. There's nothing there. In, in our mind, we're thinking, that's oh, always, that, that cucumber plant uh, is done. Uh, that cucumber is done. There's nothing there no more. But the next year, spring when it gets warm, out of nowhere, that seed is still in that ground. And that's the way it is with many times when it comes to us. Their beliefs that we have embedded within us have been there for years. Have been there for we and the enemy done that intentionally because because he knew along the way that somehow some way that we're gonna God had great things in, in, in planned for us and wanted us to do in the future by the grace of God. He knew that. But that those seeds are there. Uh, the unbelief. That's why it's, that's why the enemy works overtime to get people wrong information, get people to uh, to think on the wrong thing. Because what it does is it plants seeds in our hearts. And that's why the scripture said in Proverbs, guard your what? Guard your heart above all else. Because out of it flows what? The issues of life by the grace of God. So those seeds get there and they lay dormant the whole winter. And when the right time has come by, when the season is right, the temperature is right, the weather is right, the water is right, And all that, guess what? Out of nowhere, they spring forth. How many times have you found yourself feeling a certain way and you say, where did that feeling come from? Where did that come from? You know where it come from? It came from a seed that was planted along the way. And see, that's why the Bible says, that's why the devil couldn't do anything with Jesus because guess what There was nothing in Jesus that he could he could lay claims on there was nothing in, 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 the, in the midst of Jesus He could lay lay claims on and because of that he couldn't control Jesus the enemy allows seeds to be sown in us through people through friends the job through TV through music through various ways to get in our heart and once you get in our heart Unfortunately, many times, guess what? Many times this stuff will, t- will lay there and be dormant. And later down the road, when you don't want it to, it began to grow. It'll come forth. And that's why it's important really as believers, say, you know what? I can't, a- I can't afford that to happen to me by the grace of God. God. God is good. He, he got, has has a great plan, a great plan, and that's why it's important for us to make sure to make sure that the enemy can't can't put anything in us by the grace of God. Um, look in the book of uh, book of John, fourteenth chapter, and verse uh, verse fourteen. Um for I'm sorry, 1431. Um, That's why people today um, can't overcome certain dramatic experiences that have happened to them. Because see, not only that traumatic experience have really has really dominated their life, but they have allowed, have embraced that thing. That's a seed that was planted there intentionally by the devil. And wherever they go, whatever they do, just like some people, I don't care how who they get married, how many times they get married, they can't stay married. They look at the problem as the other person. But really many times the problem lies within themselves. Because they never get rid of the seed. Unless you get rid of the seed, it's gonna germinate again. And just just like I was out there in the garden this, this past um, um spring. Man it had all types of, there was nothing in the garden. The ground was completely dead and dry and everything else. But no sooner it got warm, that rain started hitting that grass, hitting that ground. Man, there were seeds everywhere. That was coming up. But look at what the scripture said in the book of a uh, um, book of John, John 14, um, 31. 14, 31. Uh, I tell you what, back up to verse 30. He said, Here he said, hereafter I will not talk much with you. For the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me. See, the enemy didn't have anything in Jesus. Even though all the stuff that was said, even though all the stuff that the Pharisees and, and scribes doing did to him, those things are being done, are done not. Under false preaching, they are done intentionally to get things planted inside of you, and that's why the scripture tell us to guard our hearts. But if you walk around with a raincoat on, raincoat wide open, all that good stuff, and it's raining outside, the front side of you gonna get wet, but the back side is gonna stay dry. Go why? Because you have exposed yourself to the elements. And this is why a lot of people can't, can, you know, different experiences they've had in churches. They've had a negative experience in church. And that enemy came along and planted that negative seed in their heart about all church people are liars. They're hypocrites. And et cetera. And that seed is still there. And then when something comes up, guess what? All of a sudden, someone come along and say the wrong thing at the wrong time, guess what? All of a sudden it flares up. It starts growing all again. If I had not cut up those plants, man, I'd have had a field, uh, a garden full of cucumbers and then plant a seed because they germinated. And you cannot allow things to germinate in your life. That's why you got to get rid of it now. When His Holy Spirit bring it to your attention, don't put it off. Well, you know, she this. If God reveals something to you about a situation, don't blow it off. You about to deal with that thing now. Because it may be good to you, but it may not be good for you down the road. And that's how a lot of people get burnt. Just like over in the book of, over in the book of Joshua this morning. Those guys dressed up, camouflaged themselves like they was their friends and whatever and stuff like that. Guess what? They were not their friends. They just they knew for a fact that they was gonna be destroyed. They were gonna be killed. And so the devil gave them a plan to come up with, and they worked that plan. People are working plans on you, and you don't even realize they're working plans on you. That's why it takes the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you, saying, Look, I need to get sharp at this. Why does this keep coming? And the amazing thing about it, he'll tell you over. Tell you several times, you need to deal with this now. And we let it go. And for long, guess what? It's out of control. It's out of control. And that's why it's important. We can't put things off. Over in Hebrew, Hebrew chapter 7, for chapter 3 and verse 7 and 8, for those that are taking notes, um, you can't put things off. You got to learn how to do it now. Because, see, your destiny and the opportunity and the blessing that God has for you is packaged in the word now. Are you listening to me? When Jesus told Peter to come on that water, to walk on that water, everything Peter needed to do to walk on that water was in that word come. It was a package deal. So when God tell you to do it now, regardless of what you feel, what you think, or how, What's going on in your life at that moment if he tell you to do it now regardless of what it is you can do it now Okay, everything you need to to be able to accomplish that to carry that out He's already opened the doors for you. It's already there It's available to you And you cannot be concerned about what other people think Learn how to listen to God and saying when God said do it now you say, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to put this off. I need to do it now. Because the more you put it off, what you don't realize, you're building other, other things that are happening in the background that you're not aware of. You're getting by, but you're not getting away. Not only are you going to have to deal with this now, but you're also going to have to deal with a whole lot of stuff now. <laughs> Instead of dealing with one thing, now you dealing with four or five things, because you didn't do it now. What did he say in the scripture? He said, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, today if you hear my hear his voice, harden not what? Harden not your heart. Don't, don't, don't harden your heart. Don't allow your heart become insensitized or desensitized to the Holy Spirit. to the point where you don't listen, don't hear. You hear, but you won't obey. Remember that scripture over there in the book of uh, Isaiah, um, Sister Rosalind, read last week, if you be willing and obedient, what's going to happen? You're going to eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you're going to be devoured. That's why it is important the power of doing things now. God told us to do some things um, before before I came down sick um, about a year ago um, with some some bills and stuff like that. And um, he shared some things with Hilda to what she needed to do, and and she ran it by me, and I thought it was a great idea, whatever. And we did what the Holy Spirit said do now. Not realizing what's down the road. Are you listening to me? And if she had not done what she did at that point, man, it would have been an unhappy day right now for us. She did it now. That's why it's important, the power of now. And the devil hates that word now because while you're working, while you're putting this off, he's in the background working an antidote for you. He's setting more stuff up for you, creating more problems for you. That you're totally unaware, 'cause you're totally unaware because you didn't do it now by the grace of God that's why we can't put stuff off if you can do it today do it today and I tell Hilda that all times honey we're not gonna do this tomorrow we're gonna do it now we got a chance to do it now let's do it now and see in and the, and the thing about that is this the next day come around guess what some entirely different come up so you didn't get a chance you wouldn't you would not have gotten a chance to do what you had put on yesterday for today But because we did it now. Guess what? That was no biggie no big deal We could deal with what we had to deal with that day Versus dealing with what we should have dealt with yesterday not a yesterday now. We're dealing with today Then we don't deal with this today. Then we got tomorrow the list keeps building It never stops Think about your house. I'm going to clean this room today. You don't do it today, guess what? That devil ain't going to come in there and clean that house. He's going to create some more, more confusion for you. <laughs> Get everything out of, total, total out of control because you put it on. Four things you need to remember. Four things you need to remember to change now. You want to change right now. You want to change now. You want to kill the weeds. You want to kill the weeds inside of you now. Kill them. Get rid of them. Dig them up. Exterminate them. Do what you need to do. Because I'm telling you, those weeds are going to choke the life out of everything you try to produce. I had a little garden. I didn't get a chance to to, um, cultivate it. And working like I should have done, like I did for the past year because of illness and etc. The plants are still there. But the garden is covered with weeds. The weeds have taken over. How in the world can the weeds outgrow the fruit? Easy. They get the same nourish, um, nourishment, nutrition that the fruit gets. When you look out there now, you don't see a garden. Only thing you see, an area that's full of grass and weeds. I went out yesterday, we're digging through whatever, just sort of um, kicking the stuff around a little bit, whatever, and I seen a um, cantaloupe where I had planted, cantaloupes where I planted two plants earlier this year. And out out of that two plants, only one fruit. It only produced one fruit out of two plants. What happened to the rest? The weeds took it. The grass took it. And that's what the enemy does to us. When we fail to listen and obey and put things off, the weeds take it. The enemy takes it. He comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. That's why the, that's why the book of Matthew said, guess what? Why they slept. They was totally inattentive to what was going on around them. We call it naive, just in la la land. But guess what? He was not sleeping. He sowed terror among the wheat, and and I can't tell you why. I don't. I understand all the uh, the agricultural mechanics behind it, why. But I'm telling you, if you put weeds. If you put a garden in place, weeds going to grow. And if you don't kill them and get rid of them, they're going to take over their garden. And you will get no garden. only thing you have is weeds. So kill your weeds. Expect results now. Expect results now. And if it don't happen now, guess what? You, don't, you expect, and it said, God expect you expect results now. Don't put yourself in God's place. Well, you know, well, God, is. you, you got to do it tomorrow. If you don't do it tomorrow by 12 o'clock, then God, it can be done. <laughs> you send yourself off a failure. God, I expect you to do this. I expect you to change this situation in my life. I expect to feel better. I expect to be better and to do better and to get better. I'm not just doing it just because. No, I expect that. And God, I need your grace now to help me to carry out that expectation by the grace of God. Many of us have garbage cans in the house. We throw all types of garbage in the house outside in that big trash can. But stuff wastes out of that trash can, out of the small trash bags, into the large trash can. And it creates odor. We need to get rid of the trash, this building. We got more trash inside of us than we do in the cans, really. I can tell you everything about, statistically, about all the surrounding things around me. I can give you times and dates and parameters and etc. or whatever. But I, can't, I cannot tell you one thing about the Word of God. Time to get rid of trash. We've got to get rid of the trash. See, the enemy don't care if you keep the trash, because like I said earlier, The crop is only going to produce so much. It's only going to produce so much. And he's not going to allow it to have a full harvest like it should. Same thing in your life. You'll never be able to feel the fullness and the joy and the completeness that you want to feel when you're in Christ, when you come to church or whatever. People think it's about a feeling. It's more about living than it is about many times feeling. you live. Because the Bible said the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's not based upon circumstances. You can have much, you can have little, it don't really matter. But guess what? It's all about you and God, really. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You can have millions of dollars And sad as sad can be. Because that's not where your happiness is. Your joy is in the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength by the grace of God. Throw out the trash. And that's why it's important every now and then for you to go ahead and take that old water hose, a hose pipe, whatever you want to call it, and take your old trash can and turn it over and wash it out and get rid of it all. Get you some Clorox and desanitize it. Our hearts many times needs to be desanitized, clean. Because we come in contact with a lot of stuff all the time. Dealing with other people. Dealing with other situations. Our stuff our children's stuff, grandchildren's stuff, husband's stuff, wife's stuff. We deal with all types of stuff all the time. And many times that leaves residue. Look at your neighbor and say residue. That needs to be gotten rid of. Needs to be cleaned out and gotten rid of. That's why it is important to understand The power of changing now. Not tomorrow, but changing now. If you can do it tomorrow and you got time today, why not do it today instead of tomorrow? God never promises to save a man on tomorrow. But the scriptures say it's always today. The day, the day you hear my heart, the, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. So God is a good God. Don't wait until tomorrow to ask for forgiveness. Do it now. Cause you know a person will be here tomorrow night. They may be here, or you may not be here. Why not do it now? Don't see your, 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 your gas tank on E, and, and you're tired. So where I fill it up tomorrow. But you don't know at midnight tonight, you got an emergency you're going to have to deal with. You don't know that. But what you did, you put it off for tomorrow. You might have to go somewhere tomorrow. That you had no plans to go, but looking at your gas tank, guess what? Nothing you can do. At some point, you can stop. You have to stop by the grace of God. So, that's the power of doing things now. Jesus said that in His Word, in the book of, uh, in the book of um, Hebrews. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You can change, but he's not going to change for you by the grace of God. We can live our life in happiness or we can live our life in in doom and gloom. It's entirely up to us. But I'd rather be in joy and peace myself. at Daphne definitely play in to close. What's that? Yeah, I, I've got four. Four is, is stop putting things off. Oh, okay. Stop putting things off. I'm telling you, that's a great habit to to eliminate putting things off. How much time and how much effort. Waste the energy you you waste by putting things off. Because the same thing about, you know, you like like sometimes when people drink, you know, I've been around alcoholics um, growing up and whatever. You get drunk tonight. When you sober up, You still got to face that problem tomorrow. And it depends on what you did the night before. You might have more problems to face tomorrow. That's why it's important to do it now, not tomorrow. When Jesus asked the man at the pool of Bethesda, do you want to walk next week, next month, next year? Or do you want to walk now? If you do, then take up your pallet and walk. We want to walk, brothers and sisters. We don't want to just lay around and, and just, just play the game going through the motion or whatever, going through the church motion or whatever and stuff like that. If you're the only person in the church to worship, you want to worship with God with all your heart all your soul. It's great if Betty comes. Picking on Betty again. If Betty don't come, guess what? That shouldn't stop you from coming. Because it's not about Betty. It's about, it's about you and Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for what you're doing, and we thank you for what you've done already for us in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, for the power of prayer. How you was able to take us, Father, take us from nothing and make something out of us by the grace of God. All of us at one point were like you, God. We didn't know ourselves. We didn't recognize ourselves. And we did not even see ourselves the way you saw us. Oh God, you're able to take something, take nothing, and make something out of it by the grace of God. Our life could be all jacked up, told in disarray. But we decided not to put things off, God. But when the opportunity made itself available to us, we changed then, not the next week. Father, we thank you. We praise you for your grace. And thank you for your mercy, for the great things (laughs) you continue to do for us. And, Father, we continue to listen to your voice as you speak to us. We want to obey. Like a song says, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy with you, Father, but to trust and obey. We thank you for that. In Jesus' precious name, and we give you all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor.